faster than a speeding bullet. More powerful than a locomotive. Hello, Gotham. Joker's back in town. I'm not wearing hockey pants. And now you're listening to the new and improved Outside the Comics Volume 2 podcast with your host, Alfred. No! What is going on, OTC listeners? Another episode of Outside the Comics Volume 2 podcast is in your life today. Last time we were here, we spoke about on how terrible Ant-Man 3 Quantumanium was. And yes, I'm calling it Ant-Man 3 if you don't remember from the last time. I'm calling it Ant-Man 3 Quantumania because, let's face it, the Wasp didn't do jack shit. But I digress. Even though the technicalities, but I'm not here for technicalities. I do what I want and I do what I want every single day. And now it's at the moment where... We fast forward a little bit, and it's actually been quiet now. It's been quiet for the past couple of weeks. Well, maybe not quiet on the simple fact that whoever the writer or the director was said that they deliberately made Modoc the way he is just for shits and giggles. It's one of those moments where I think to myself, there's really no need for me to argue about this anymore. There's no need for me to point out the major flaws that Marvel's been having as of late. And it's almost like a broken record at this point. You see, we're at a time now where even the source material is not respected in any way, shape, or form. I mean, this is nothing new. Let's look at what happened with, uh, I was about to say the Mandalorian. No, the Mandarin. I was literally about to say the Mandalorian. (laughs) I haven't even seen that show, and, and I was just thinking about the M word. The Mandarin from Ant-Man 3. And of course, they kind of redeemed it with Shang-Chi. But at that time, it was like, really? That's that's what you're giving us? Okay, because I can imagine a lot of pissed off fans would feel some type of way. And it's the same thing that I feel like about MODOK. Now, I'm not a huge fan, personally. But I can relate to a lot of people that are diehard comic book fans. Especially since the majority of people watch MODOK for that reason. But like I said, I digress. The fact is, the movie is not doing very well at the global box office, and to each their own. And in a way, we want to circle back to some rumors that's been going on with the Marvels. Oh yeah, the Marvels that has been shifted, and has been delayed once again from July, which is crazy in a way, because summer movies, summer blockbuster movies, usually are the ones that make the majority of money. I mean, it's pretty much guaranteed. Like, the May movies, movies come out in May, all the way to like, maybe end of July, August-ish. If you truly think about it, it's when usually the movies do extremely well. But, nevertheless... It's been delayed once again. We're going to come back to that towards the ending of the podcast. Trust me. Even though there's going to be a weird transition that I'm going to make. I want to talk about what's been going on with the news with James Gunn. And just yesterday, or two days ago to be exact, James Gunn put out a tweet where he is officially directing, and hopefully writing, I'm sure he's writing, Superman Legacy. Yes. And I read his tweets. I retweeted his tweets. And then 
I kind of want to read this out in a way. It's it's pretty long, but please bear with me. Just please bear with me. So, first and foremost, I noticed right away that the movie is coming out or slated to be released, not official, July 11th, 2025. That's four days before my 35th birthday. So, there's a little bit of an Easter egg right there. And his brother says, dude, it's dad's birthday. So, James Gunn, from what I see, is definitely pouring his heart and soul into this project. And it's very rare that we actually get to hear directors say something like that. I'm sure we've heard it many, many times from Steven Spielberg to Alfred Hitchcock and, you know, James Wan and so many passionate directors. I mean, they do what they do and they're good at it. But then I'm going to read out his tweets. And it's pretty long, so just bear with me, like I said. And I quote, I lost my dad almost three years ago. He was my best friend. He didn't understand me as a kid, but he supported my love of comics and my love of film. And I wouldn't be making this movie now without him. It has been a long road to this point. I was offered Superman years ago. I initially said no because I didn't have a way in that I didn't have a way in that felt unique and fun and emotional that gave Superman the dignity he deserved. He continues. Then a bit less than a year ago, I saw a way in in my ways centering around Superman's heritage, how both his aristocratic, aristocratic, there we go, aristocratic Kryptonian parents and his Kansas farmer parents inform who he is and the choices he makes. So I chose to finally take on the writing script because I was hesitant to direct, despite the constant pestering by Peter Safran and others to commit. Sorry, Peter. Just because I write something doesn't mean I feel it in my bones. Visually and emotionally, enough to spend over two years directing it, especially not something of his magnitude. But, the long and short of it is, even though it's pretty long, the long and short of it is, I love the script and I'm incredibly excited as we begin this journey. Hashtag, up, up, and away. What I gathered from reading that just now. James Gunn is the type of director, and there are many like him. He's the type of guy that wants to wait until he feels something, that he needs to connect to a project in order for him to do it successfully. And as you just read, he was offered Superman a while ago, but he chose not to. He didn't feel it at the time, and now he does. You see, in the process of filmmaking, it usually takes anywhere between maybe two to three years tops, sometimes even longer, sometimes even shorter. When someone wants to direct a film, direct a movie, and put every single ounce of being of themselves into that. And as you can see, as you, as you actually heard, there's a strong chance that James Gunn is going to give us something that we've never seen before. Where Superman, being young as he is, is going to have like an, I wouldn't say an identity crisis, but more of a personality style of choices if that makes any sense he's gonna have different choices where it's like okay should I follow with what my current parents are asking me to do or should I become the man that I'm supposed to be based on my heritage based on my birthright based on who I am now we caught a little bit of a glimpse of that a little bit of a glimpse of that with Zack Snyder's Man of Steel just a little glimpse especially with the voiceover from you know, his father, Jor-El, 
which if you haven't seen that scene, what are you doing? Go on YouTube and watch Superman Flies Man of Steel. It's actually, despite the mixed reviews that people are giving it, it's actually very enthrilling, liberating in a way. And we caught a little bit of a glimpse of that because we saw right before then on how his pa, his papa, his farm dad, his adopted dad, basically sacrificed himself to ensure that he keeps a secret. So, by reading James Gunn's tweets a little bit more, we're actually diving into the fact that maybe there's another side of Superman that we just haven't seen yet. Not from the comics, not from the animated movies, not from the actual movies, or maybe from the comics, sorry, scratch that part. Maybe not from any worlds that we've seen or haven't seen in a long while. Now, you can call me a James Gunn dick writer. Of course, maybe I am. You can call me the ultimate biased guy for James Gunn. Eh, yes, yes I am. I take full ownership. Because his record and his work speaks for himself. They're not all perfect, but God, God damn it, they do a very good job. And you know those memes that you're seeing on Twitter now where something happens and something is on the lines of let him cook? That's how it is to me. Just let him cook. Let him cook. And when we reach that moment, literally four days before my 35th birthday, July 11th, <laughs> oh, I can't wait. That's going to be a great birthday weekend to celebrate. I guarantee it. I have faith in him. I have faith in James Gunn. And judging by that tweet or those tweets that I literally just read, I think he's going to pour every ounce of himself into this project. And he's not going to rest and he's not going to stop until it is certified A+. And the people love it. And the test screeners and the the producers and the writers. If, you know, if he is co-writing with someone else or whichever the case may be. He's not going to stop until he can feel it. That he feels it in his bounds. That this movie is going to be fucking awesome. I'm full supportive and I can't wait. I can't wait to see who we got. Now, of course, we don't have a cast. We don't know who's going to be the young Superman. We don't know who's going to play Mom Pa. We don't know who's going to play Lois Lane or Jimmy Olsen. Uh, well, mm, if this is a young Superman, I don't think they're going to incorporate their, those characters yet. At least, I don't think so. Maybe towards the end. But at this point, it's all a guessing game. I mean, we could come up with hundreds of scenarios of how the movie is going to be, how is it going to end, but nevertheless, I think I know he's going to do great. But speaking of person that is not going to do great, or you know what? No, that was a bad thing to say. <laughs> I'm going to take that little side back just a little bit. You see, Ben Affleck, just a couple of days ago, come came out, come, came out and say... And said that he doesn't want to work or direct a movie under James Gunn. That he doesn't want to do what they're going to do. Which is very odd to me because there were a lot of fans, myself included, that actually thought that he was going to be directing Batman the Brave and the Bold. Which is going to be coming out during the slate of Gods and Monsters Chapter 1. Within the next 10 years. I say five years. I'm sure we're not going to wait that long to get the movie. But we really thought that he was going to be directing that movie. 
or had something to do with it. Maybe become an executive producer, maybe a writer, maybe, you know, a co-director, something along those lines. I mean, if you truly think about it, years ago, we remember that Ben Affleck really, really wanted to direct a Batman film. Unfortunately, it just didn't happen that way. And we were going to see Batman against Deathstroke. That would have been fucking cool and awesome. And we didn't get it. Yeah, we didn't get it. But apparently, he doesn't want anything to do with James Gunn. He has, According to him, he has nothing against him. But he doesn't want to direct a movie under him. And... Certain fans, I've been reading online, certain fans are like, oh, Ben Affleck is a hater. Ben Affleck is this. Ben Affleck is that. And I'm looking at it. I'm like, listen, guys, maybe his way of directing is way way more different than James Gunn's style of directing. Maybe they can be great friends, co-workers in some aspect. But maybe their visions on how to bring a character or bring a style of directing is completely different from everything else. Maybe, maybe Ben Affleck is so loyal to Zack Snyder that he feels it's going to be a betrayal to him that he would be directing a film under James Gunn's point of view. This is just me guessing. This is just me spitballing here. I mean, whatever the reason, it's not really so much of a bad thing. What he could do and maybe this is on the radar somewhere. Maybe he can direct a DC Elseworld storyline. Maybe he can do an Injustice storyline where we actually see Thomas Wayne as Batman. Or maybe we can actually see, because these comics have been extremely popular, the Death Metal series. I mean, can you imagine how fucking awesome it would be if we actually get to see seven evil Batman starting with... The Batman Who Laughs? What if Ben Affleck was to direct that? That'd be fucking awesome. At least I hope it would be. And, again, there's numerous possibilities. James Gunn does not want to go ahead with any project until he finds the right writers and directors for the films that are going to be coming in forward. I mean... On contrast from what I said earlier, look at what's been going on with Marvel. These bullshit writers and directors that are making these movies and making these films literally admit that they have no idea what it is that they're doing. So, if you truly think about it, I forgot who said this recently. I believe it was Dave Batista or someone else where they come out... No, no, no. I think it was Mark Ruffalo, the Hulk. I think Mark Ruffalo, he said... and. I apologize if I'm misquoting the person that said this, so just to let you know, I'm literally saying this from memory. Mark Ruffalo did say that Marvel should be, and I'm paraphrasing here, Marvel should be panicking right now that DC has an awesome director like James Gunn. Not only is he going to be the awesome director, he's of course, and yep, that's sound. (laughs) I can't it, it it's so it's so frustrating and how much of an echo chamber that I'm in right now. Sorry about that, listeners. My goodness. Oh, that's gonna be so annoying. That's so annoying. It's like these guys don't want me to make any money when it comes to my voiceover or podcasting, whatever the case may be. It's really, really frustrating. Oh my goodness. Feels like I gotta move out here very, very soon. My goodness. But like I said, Mark Ruffalo did say that 
Marvel should be panicking because DC has James Gunn under their belt. Not only is he going to be the director, he's also, as you know, co-CEO, uh, look at that, the sound is gone, CEO of DC Studios. So he's going to be personally seeing everything of what goes on for future projects to come. If that's not a home run for DC and Warner, I don't know what is. So to put everything in a bow, I wouldn't think too highly of this. I really wouldn't. Ben Affleck has his style of directing. James Gunn has his. Sometimes oil and water don't mix very well. That was a bad analogy. <laughs> that was a bad analogy. Um, sometimes soda and sh- juice don't mix very well. They're awesome to drink individually. But putting them together, not so much. God damn, I have to work better on my analogies. Anyway, we're coming across the next and final segment. And I definitely want to dive a little bit more into my theories in what's going on with the Marvels. Especially with a certain actress that is going on behind the scenes. We'll be right back right after this. Rumors, rumors, rumors. One of the main things that we love to talk and gossip about, even though there's a strong chance that there's barely any evidence to it, and yet it's somehow fun to talk about. You know what I'm talking about. And I even addressed it in the beginning of this episode. The rumors of what the hell is going on with the Marvels. The Marvels. A.K.A. Captain Marvel 2, which is not really Captain Marvel 2, just to let you know. And... A movie that has been delayed three or four times now, around that number. And it was supposed to be released in July, and now it's getting pushed back to November. I honestly don't remember if I spoke about this already, and if I have, eh, I don't remember it to speak about it again. But here's the thing. So there's been a few rumors that's been going on that the main reason why the Marvels have been getting delayed is because of certain news that's been going around that Brie Larson is a quote-unquote nightmare to work with. Nightmare! <laughs> I had to get that out. I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, my goodness. I, I need to have sound drops. That'd be freaking awesome. I, I definitely need to have sound drops. Anyway... Brie Larson is a nightmare to work with, and she is definitely one of the main reasons why this movie is getting delayed once again. Now, I said it before, I usually don't like to address rumors until there's like concrete evidence or there's a speculation. I don't say speculation because that's the same thing, but there was hardcore facts, quotes, tweets, whatever, from the person or from the director, because that's all it is. It's nothing but rumors, and somehow... It can go on the internet and then all it takes is for one person to just blow it up and it becomes the way it is now. But if there is some any truth to this and the fact that it is funny to talk about, I'm going to address them. You see, with what's been going on with Marvel Phase 4 and now the beginning of Marvel Phase 5, 
there has been, and I'm sure you know this already, Disney and Marvel has been having a lot of problems with their visual effects team. That they're overworking the visual effects team to the bone for the simple reason that they want a huge amount of quantity to be dealt with at a very specific amount of time. Usually faster than others. Overworked, underpaid. Usually that's how it is with the world nowadays. But one of the main things that we speculate for the movie to be pushed back again, the Marvels, is because they need way more time to work on visual effects. That could be one theory. Or another theory, which is what this rumor came out, is the fact that Brie Larson is causing so much trouble behind the scenes and therefore is extremely upset and outraged that it's not called Captain Marvel 2. That it's not her movie. It's with a black lady, a black woman, an African-American woman, and a woman from Pakistan. What can I say? What can I tell you? I mean, what what do you expect me to say? What do you expect me to even think about? We kind of expected this what happened from the very beginning if you truly think about it. Right before Captain Marvel came out, remember that bullshit PR tour? Not the not the tour, but the PR thing that she had where she was promoting another movie and she was like this movie is not made for white men. I'm not even white and I felt offended. I don't know why that is, honestly. Oh, no, wait, I do know why that is. It's because I can't stand racism in other in any way, shape, or form. I fucking hate it. When people talk about black people, it angers me. When black people talk about white people, it's funny. <laughs> God damn, that just made me sound like a big hypocrite. <laughs> I'm. I, let me continue on to say, in terms of jokes, okay, I'm not trying to create grades upon grades here, okay? Setup comedy is one thing. We know they're joking. If white talks on blacks, blacks on talks on whites, Hispanics, Indians, doesn't matter. When you're on stage and you're stand-up, it is what it is. You know, free reign for all. I'm saying, and I'm talking about when others, when people talk about other people, another race, in a form of hate, I fucking can't stand it, no matter who you are. I can't stand it. I don't like it. I fucking hate it. So when a person like Brie Larson, an Oscar winner, by the way, I forgot for what, for what, an Oscar winner comes out and says that this movie is not made for white people, yeah, it's going to rub people off the very wrong way, especially when the majority of your audience are white men. And yet here we are with the Marvels, and there's some bullshit going on with Brie Larson that she is impossible to work with. Apparently, her co-stars, her, you know, cast, are finding it very difficult to deal with her. And this is one of the main reasons why this movie is getting pushed back. Okay. Here are my honest thoughts about this. Rumors are rumors, obviously. But if there is some truth to this, I have to say, what the fuck did you expect? What did you honestly expect from a woman like this with a huge fucking ego that thinks that it's all about her, that wants to say one thing and then say something else completely to another where it's like, yes, we should uh, be one, uh, women should be empowered and we should all stand together. Meanwhile, is so pissed off that she has to sp- share the spotlight with someone else. 
there's been a lot of talk online that the Marvels are going to do piss poorly, like literally shit the bed when it comes out at the ending of the year. Let me back up a little bit. I asked my girlfriend a couple of weeks ago if she was interested in seeing the Marvels. I sent out a WhatsApp chat and they just literally released a poster. You don't want to know what she said? Eh. Eh. That's all she said. Eh. I go, eh? What? 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 You don't want to see it? That caught me by surprise because my girlfriend told me that she's a feminist. So that took me way out of, you know, I was just baffled. I was blown away. Because she loved Captain Marvel. Well, let me rephrase that. She didn't love Captain Marvel. Like, she liked the character. She didn't like the movie. She thought that the movie would have been way better if it was in the hands of someone else. And I do agree. Captain Marvel in the comics is, you know, badass. Captain Marvel in the X-Men show, badass. Even though she was beaten by Rogue. Oh yeah, I remember that scene. But in the movies, it didn't do merit or promise in any way, shape, or form. Now I know what you're thinking. Captain Marvel did a billion dollars at the global box office. I agree. Yes. Congratulations. You crashed. You you crashed. You crossed the billion dollar mark. Good for you. Good for you. There are a few factors that goes into that. Let's be honest. I'm not a hater. I'm not a hater in any way, shape, or form. But here are the couple of factors that I truly believe in terms of why that happened. Number one. I believe that a lot of people, especially in the U.S., watched it out of fear more than anything else. Whoa, did I just blow your minds on that statement? Ho oh, ho, let me explain myself on that one. I believe in the current culture that we're living in right now, it's at the point where if you don't watch something with a female lead, you're instantly labeled as a misogynist. You're instantly labeled as a sexist. Even though there are plenty of movies that happened in the past where none of that was the case. Hashtag Underworld. Hashtag Resident Evil. Hashtag Kill Bill. Hashtag Aliens. Hashtag any movie that you would watch with the female lead and we loved it for one reason and one reason only. The story. Character development. Relatability. Vulnerability. When you see people have flaws. Laura Croft, for example. Tomb Raider. I can name tons and tons of opinions. Yet for some weird reason in today's culture, if you don't watch a movie that has a female lead, you're instantly called as a misogynist and sexist. I truly do believe that's one of the main factors why a lot of people were kind of pressurized to watch Captain Marvel. Here's another factor. Take all the politics and bullshit out of the way. It was the movie before Avengers Endgame. If you remember, a couple of years prior, or about a year prior, Black Panther came out before Avengers Infinity War. And Black Panther was the cultural monument for African Americans. At that time. So you would think that a movie being in, I'm going to call this in the best analogy that I can, the co-main event to the main event, which is Avengers Endgame, of course people are going to be interested to see the movie before then, so that way we can see the tie-ins of what happens before the movie begins. 
And I believe that is one of the main reasons why it did so well. Here's another thing. We were, in a way, begging for us to have a female lead superhero for years. Well, let me rephrase that. We were begging for Black Widow to have her movie even before Captain Marvel. I guarantee that if Black Widow would have came out before Captain Marvel, Black Widow would have had the billion dollar box office instead of Captain Marvel. I guarantee it. I can't prove it. That's just a statement. It's just an opinion. But I do truly believe that if Black Widow came out first, she would have been the, the billion dollar box office. And Captain Marvel would have had that whole fiasco with Mickey Mouse and the whole thing about... COVID and Disney Plus and everything else. But we got what we got. And like I said, that's just an opinion. It's hard to say that because one movie did extremely well in one area, with the circumstances changing now, that the second movie, the sequel, is going to do just as well in this area. The fact is, the MCU has lost the people's trust. I don't care if you try to convince yourself or if you say that I'm lying, if you say that I'm bullshitting. It has lost the people's trust, especially with what we went through in Marvel Phase 4. You can see, you can hear, you can read the tweets, the messages, the stuff that goes online on the fact that and I'm close to being one of them, we're just giving up. We're just giving up at this point. It's going to be very hard for Marvel to truly redeem themselves after the shit that we went through and the shit that we're continuing to go through, especially with Marvel Phase 5. The fact is, When you put a sour taste in someone's mouth, especially when it comes to your audience that's been following you from day one in 2008 with Iron Man, and you give us so many misses and hits, what makes you think that the audience that you have built so much for so long is going to come back? What makes you think they're going to support your project? Now, I know, and I've said this before, we're now obligated to watch these movies for the simple fact of the brand itself, Marvel slash MCU. And it's only going to be a few hits, at least I'm hoping, that it's actually going to make one hell of a difference. But until otherwise, until we see otherwise... Until we know for a fact that we can come out of a movie and say that was the best thing that I've seen since Avengers Infinity War, Endgame, Spider-Man No Way Home, Iron Man, Civil War, Guardians of the Galaxy. You can name tons and tons of projects, tons and tons of names. But if the people have lost trust in you, you've already lost. And I don't think a movie that is starting three female leads when one of them is kind of a pain in the ass to work with according to these rumors and another is now pushed marketed as being the savior of marvel oh yeah 
Kevin Feige came out and said Miss Marvel is the new face of Marvel, the new face of the MCU. Didn't he kind of already say that about Captain Marvel when Avengers Endgame was marketed and it was just beginning? Now he's changing his mind again? Why do you think that is? Why do you think that is? Now, I don't want to hear, oh, it's a different time and we're in a different year and we're in a different slate of movies. No, no, no. No, 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 no. No, no, no. Don't give me that bullshit. Don't give me those excuses. Captain Marvel was only in a couple of projects before this movie is going to come up. And to go from one person to the next, literally in a short amount of time, to be pushed on to being the face of the MCU, Need I say more? Need I say more? Time will tell. Time will tell of what's going to happen with this movie. Do I have faith? Eh. Quoting my girlfriend. Eh. Eh. And that's all there is to say about that. That's all we have for today on this episode of Outside the Comics Volume 2. Once again, guys, thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much for tuning in. I think I'll be seeing Shazam! Fury of the Gods this weekend. If I do, then I'll do a quick, short review about it on Monday and Tuesday. And if it's bad, maybe I'll do a spoiler-free review or spoiler-filled. I don't know. It'll be on my mood during that time. But I'm going to try to have fun with it because, let's face it, Shazam is fighting a dragon, and Lady Shazam? Mary Marvel? Ooh. Ooh. I think I'm going to be a simp for the day. If you have any questions, comments, or concerns, you can email me, mike at voiceofgarcia.com, or you can check out my website, voiceofgarcia.com. I'm doing a little bit of uh, reshuffling with my with my website and everything else. And if you want to hear more about me talking, go to my second podcast. I just released it last week and I'm releasing another episode within the next day or two. It's called Journey to the Mic, a voiceover podcast starring yours truly. (laughs) That's how it is and that's how it is. We got to keep on, keep on, keep on keeping on with the grind that will never stop here in this life. And as always, guys, thank you so much for listening. Be safe, be blessed, blessed, blessed. (laughs) Can't even talk right now. I need some water. Be blessed. As always, when it comes to movies, games, news, reviews, whatever the shape, whatever the case it is, if you hear about it and you read about it, I talk about it, controversial or otherwise. Stay safe. Till next time. I'm done. I'm through. Peace out.